This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no ease dot com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. Welcome to Transpersonal Radio. Transpersonalradio.com. Real talk for real life. Inspiring podcasts. Exploring personal empowerment. empowerment. And transformation. Through parapsychology, spirituality, and how your thoughts upload your reality. And now your host, Angela. Angela L. Gibson. First of all, thank you for listening. And a big thank you to my loyal listeners who have stayed with me throughout the years. Welcome to all you new listeners. I've been producing Transpersonal Radio since 2010. Not without challenges, for sure. But I'm proud that I'm in the sixth year of Transpersonal Radio, and it continues to get better every year. I'm going to ask my listeners to do me a favor. If you find value in this podcast, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or download the iPhone app or Android app. And please, share this radio show with anyone you think may find it helpful, thought-provoking, or interesting. Also, please leave a great review for me on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker, as that will help the reputation of the show and get it recognized by a wider audience. There's a lot of work that goes into creating and producing a podcast and radio show. Here's the thing, folks. Over the years, I've had some really amazing guests on this show, who speak from their core, who get real, who speak from a place of authenticity and integrity. These guests bring their A-game, providing you with quality content that can really make your life better. So by telling everyone you know about Transpersonal Radio and getting the word out, these guests really can make the world a better place. Thanks again for listening. Hello, Transpersonal Radio listeners. Tonight's guest is going to share with us how we can capitalize on our failures to find happiness and success. Noel Rosos is a husband, father, writer, performance coach, and self-proclaimed failureologist whose mission is to help people understand, overcome, and capitalize on failure. Noel has been employed in the IT industry for 15 years. He started out as a call center agent and stayed there for 10 years before being laid off. He then moved to the education industry where he became a college professor while still holding part-time workshops for professionals, teaching them graphic design and uh, other computer-related courses. In 2010, he moved to the banking industry where he became a manager for an information security group and now he uh, and also uh, the release management team. Today, Noel's passion and expertise is helping others come back from their setbacks and failures and be more successful than ever. He is a self-proclaimed failureologist, an expert on the subject of failure, having gone through several failures that he never thought he could recover from. Two years ago, he made the decision to turn his life around after going broke and being buried in debt. Noel felt hopeless and helpless, almost at the point of giving up. Instead, he made a significant change, overcame his setbacks, and has since made it his mission to educate himself in the art of coming back from failure. He now works to impart this knowledge and wisdom to people who are currently struggling with setbacks and failures of their own. 
Noel wants to be a beacon of hope for people who are in seemingly hopeless situations. He wants people to realize that we only fail when we quit, and that everything depends upon us and us alone. Noel works with individuals who are stuck and struggling to achieve clarity. He provides hope and guidance in dealing with mistakes and setbacks to help people who want to live life on their own terms but don't know where to start. Noel managed to turn his life around by cutting his debt in half through a change in mindset by way of personal development and self-improvement. Now he assists business owners and leaders capitalize on mistakes and failures they face, including interpersonal relationships and leadership skills. He also helps individuals discover their life purpose, guiding them to craft a path towards their passion and allowing them to live life according to their desires. Noel, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I am so excited to have you on the show. Yep, thanks, Angela, for uh, this opportunity. And um, yeah, um, thank you very much for that really awesome intro. I really love Absolutely. That, right? Well, it's <laughs> awesome because you're awesome. That's how that works. So we were just talking just, just a little bit ago about how amazing it is. You're in the Philippines. I'm in the United States currently. And, and it's just how fun that we can connect, you know, in today's technology. We can, we can talk to people all around the world. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, this wouldn't have been possible um, a few years back, right? Uh, I, rem- I still remember the time when um, we call um, relatives from Germany, for example. We still... Um, spend a lot in uh, collect calls so now it's um, it's uh, ba- the barriers are uh, not really barriers anymore when it comes to communication because of technology so yeah we, we just need to take advantage of it I guess absolutely and it's just wonderful that we can connect instantly and share ideas and work together to really raise the consciousness of the world and make everyone's lives better I think that's so wonderful I agree. Yep, it's better and uh, it's easier to uh, impart our knowledge and share um, everything that we know now um, in terms of the online world. Absolutely. So, Noel, let's get a little bit into your background to set some framework here. And uh, you know, you you have a lot of experience in failure. You have a lot of experience in setbacks. So, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of tell us a little bit about your story, uh, how you. Uh, went through sort of, you know, because I think uh, for you, I was reading a little bit about your background and, you know, it, for a while life was going pretty good and then you hit a series of setbacks and, and failures and, and then sort of hit rock bottom and then turned things around. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yep. Um, well, uh, actually, it all started uh, around two years ago. Um, just like you said, uh, life was doing good. I started uh, as call center agent and then um, had a family and then uh, I, I got um, laid off from my work uh, and then um, luckily I was able to uh, get a job as a college professor and then uh, I transferred to the banking industry six months after. Actually, uh, I, I had a, an offer from the banking industry after the call center gig but um there was an unfortunate event that uh, they had a freeze hiring. They had freeze hiring, so I I took the uh, college professor job um, just to have something to get an income from. And then, um, yeah, after the banking industry, um, not much happened uh, in my career. I think I got uh, pretty comfortable 
and um, I didn't um, I, I wasn't aware uh, of what was happening around me because I was just um, letting life uh, pass by you know I, I was letting life live it for me I wasn't living it for my own mm. so um, it took a toll when um, we got buried in debt I think um, when, when you're not aware you just um, go with the flow you spend money like uh, there's no tomorrow I think um, the credit card was uh, really something big for me it, re- it was really a backbreaker so to speak and so yep um, it, it was tough because uh, I, I can see uh, my wife uh, wasn't um, she was miserable uh, basically uh, when, when it comes to uh, I can I can remember one time when she opened uh, uh, one of our bills one of our utilities and I can see the frustration in her face and mm-hmm. I was I was embarrassed um, for myself and for my family and so um, I'm, I'm not sure if, if you watch uh, some television drama where um, uh, a person uh, for example goes to the grocery pays at the counter gives his card and then when cashier swiped it um, it was declined oh, I never I've thought that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I never thought I'll, I'll be in that situation never mm. in my imagination mm. did I ever imagine that I'll be there but when I was actually there it really dawned on me I need to make changes because mm-hmm. um, it was really embarrassing and um, you know the, the, the problem with the most of us is that when we meet failure this big we tend to um, we tend to get we tend to panic we don't know what to do and then most of the time instead of doing something about it we tend to point fingers and basically just um, wallow in self-pity and Mm -hmm. uh, that's what happened to me initially so after that um, you know when, when you fail you try to look for for something uh, to inspire you to motivate you mm-hmm. I mean that's desperation time right you know? <laughs> so yeah so yeah. Uh, during that time uh, a friend of mine um, because I was into podcast before uh, but I, I mostly listened to to comedy shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. so nothing on the the personal development side so my one of my friends uh, at work told me maybe you need to listen to this guy named uh, Joel Osteen mm-hmm. so I started listening to him and you know it's, it somehow lifted my spirit and yeah inspired me to make changes and that's where it all started fantastic now now Noel we know we're faced with negativity on a daily basis there is a lot of tension in the world a, a lot of uh, things going on right now we have increasing tension, for example, in North Korea. We have increasing tension in the Middle East. We have, you know, even in our own backyard, of course, there's a complete circus going on in the political arena in the United States right now. A lot of emotions coming to surface. So what advice do you have uh, for people who are dealing with negativity on a daily basis? How do they learn to see the good in others, the good in the world, stay focused uh, and not be sucked into the drama and the negativity? Okay. Um, actually, when it comes to negativity, I think um, um, 
when it comes to life, it really depends on our. We really need to depend on ourselves. I mean, when uh, I went through the the difficulties and the setbacks, I think um, the key there was the change in mindset, and I think uh, it's it's more applicable right now. Um, like you said, in the political uh, arena, there, there's a lot of negative things. Actually, I think we're we're uh, we're on the same uh, we're on the same boat when it comes to politics because here in the Philippines also we'll be having the elections next month for uh, the presidency. So, okay. yeah, there's a lot of uh, mudslinging, so to speak. So, so, so you're going yeah. through the same thing right now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. And uh, I'm not sure if you've heard uh, about the Philippine politics much dirtier and, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when it comes to negativity, um, the first advice I would give is you need to have um, what you call intrinsic motivation. The first thing uh, that needs to come from you is motivation within yourself. Because um, without that, I think um, it will be critical because... There's no hope. As long as there's hope um, based on the motivation coming from inside, then that's a good place to start. Okay? The, the external motivation will always be there. It will help. But you need to have a change in mindset because the moment you kill hope okay, within your heart, and there's no chance for growth or improvement. So... Right now, actually, I, I don't really watch a lot of news anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I do, but most of the time, I, I'd rather um, listen to my motivational podcasts mm-hmm. or audiobooks because the news contains a lot of uh, negative, uh, yes. <laughs> negative stuff. Yes. So from from killings to mm-hmm. yeah, dirty politics. So and often we know. To- I bet it's the same in the Philippines. I'm, I'm going to venture to guess it's the same in the Philippines. Certainly here in the United States, we also have to be careful of what we're digesting in mainstream media because it's also manufactured. We have a lot of disinformation and misinformation. We're not necessarily getting the truth when we're watching some of our news outlets. So that has a tendency also to twist our reality and what we're thinking. And so I agree with you that. Sometimes the best medicine is to turn it off altogether and to really pay attention to our sources of information and what we're putting into our minds. Exactly. You need mm-hmm. to choose the right inputs so that you'll have the right output, right? So mm-hmm. Yep. Let's talk exactly. about uh, let's talk about forgiveness a little bit because this is always a big one for people and uh, I know there are a lot of challenges that each of us experiences in dealing with uh, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's workmates, uh, just people in the world. Forgiving others is really difficult for a lot of people. Talk to us a little bit about your take on forgiveness and and advice you have in that area. Well, uh, when it comes to forgiveness, um, this has a lot to do with um, um, recovering from failure also. Because, Mm -hmm. um, for example, you failed. Okay, so for example, you are in, in a situation where you are aware that you failed. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, without forgiveness, just like um, in our interpersonal relationships, without forgiveness, it's impossible to move on. So that's that's uh, one of the things that I, I teach my students or my, my coaches is that you need to forgive yourself okay? mm-hmm. when, it, when, when you encounter a big failure. Okay, first, of course, you need to acknowledge that you failed. But after that, you need to forgive yourself. 
for you to be able to move on and change or make the change or turn your life around. So um, another um, aspect of um, forgiveness, because I used to be a, a vengeful uh, guy. Uh, for example, if I hear someone um, saying bad things about me, I'm, I'm the type who retaliated immediately. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe through social media or through through um, uh, one-on-one. I, I, I won't let it pass by. But, you know, I, I realized that based on the personal development um, studies that I did that, you know, um, doing that won't really do you any good. I mean... Take uh, call it uh, taking the higher ground, but mm-hmm. um, in terms of um, um, forgiveness, because forgiveness is the way to let uh, you go from from this mess. You won't be able to move on if you're still holding on to grudges, or you know, I mean, um, coming from experience, um, coming from someone who had a falling out with. Um, uh, a family member. I'll just not mention uh, who, but I did have a falling out with um, a family member, and it lasted for three years. And um, uh, looking back, I, I think um, I might, I might have been more forgiving mm-hmm. if if uh, if I if I can come back to that uh, to that uh, uh, situation. I would have been more forgiving because I wasted the three years mm-hmm. holding on to this grudge and. It really didn't benefit me. I mean, it held me back okay, from from at, at least emotionally. I think so. Uh, when it comes to forgiveness, I think um, it's not easy. You're you're correct in saying that it's not easy to forgive. But um, just put in mind that holding on to that won't do you any good. You just have to let go of your pride and move on from it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're exactly right, Noel. That Oftentimes, forgiveness is a practice for our own well-being and our own healing because holding a grudge or holding that anger, holding that bitterness is quite draining. It's an energetic drain, and it takes you away from progressing in all areas of your life. So it, it is a situation where oftentimes we want to forgive, not, not necessarily because that we're excusing that person's behavior, but because we need to heal and move on for our own positivity and our own well-being yes uh exactly i think um the misconception we have is that i think we tend to look at forgiveness as doing something for the other person Mm -hmm. but you're actually doing something for your own Mm -hmm. it's it's for your own good also absolutely let's talk about positive mindset as a daily practice what are some tools tips techniques you would advise people to be able to get themselves in a positive mindset, set the intention for the day, and 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 really change the way they're approaching life. Okay, um, when it comes to um, positive mindset, you know, um, back then, before that um, um, going broke thing, I didn't really believe in um, in personal development. I used to term this as uh, that uh, motivational stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really didn't, uh, you know, <laughs> just the mumbo jumbo. I think uh, back then, and um, you know, when I when I uh, when I went through that massive failure, where did I turn to? Personal development. Yeah. 
so I think um, the for me my my practice is that um, I, I have a, a collection of um, uh, personal development um, podcasts and audiobooks. So every day um, when I wake up um, during um, commute, I always have uh, my earphones uh, plugged, and then I listen to. Um, these podcasts, including yours, uh, oh, Transpersonal Radio. So I, I download it um, um, regularly. So I listen to that, uh, even the TED Talk, actually. Um, yes, love TED. It, it's, yeah, mind-opening, right? Mm-hmm. You, you learn a lot, not only for the personal development part, but the stories they share there has um, a connection to our emotion. So yes. I listen regularly to those, and then... Um, I also have uh, audiobooks. Uh, of course, um, we have the staple, um, Think and Grow Rich, uh, mm-hmm. How to Win Friends and Influence People. So mm-hmm. I, I have a collection of those. And um, actually, it really depends on, on you if you're more of a, a book uh, a book guy, you know, the traditional one, mm-hmm. the, the one that you actually turn pages because I'm more into audiobooks. So. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, um, yeah, if you have these materials, you know, um, you know what they said, um, readers lead and leaders read. So mm-hmm. you really have to um, invest in that, you know, uh, instead of um, spending time watching television, uh, you know, invest in a good book or uh, podcast because these will really help uh, turn your mindset. You know, if you do it every day, little by little, your your um, view of the world will change. So uh, that's my my uh, one of the practices I do. And then um, second is um, you know if you can squeeze in time for exercise, even thirty mm-hmm. minutes. Yes, it's very important because um, it releases endorphins, gets you going through the day. Mm-hmm. Then um, right now I'm actually trying uh, meditation. Excellent. I mean I have I haven't really practiced uh, practices it a lot, but um, you know um, what I uh, found is that um, it's not only relaxing and soothing, but you know uh, the silence actually helps reset your your mind, reset your body. Mm-hmm. You know it's like uh, in a computer that's a, it, it's a soft reboot. You know, so <laughs> I love yeah, that. Um, those things are my everyday, uh, my everyday um, uh, ritual. Of course, um, the writings there also from uh, the blog. But yeah, for for every day, as soon as I wake up, those are the things I do. I love it. I love it. So, and I every one of those are so important: meditation, exercise, and what you put into your mind first thing as you start your day all of those all work to set the intention for how your day is going to go fantastic now let's talk about when things go wrong and you have a failure you have a setback so let's let's talk to people out there who are either currently uh, in the midst of a complete crash uh, have just had a complete crash a failure uh, and they're at the bottom here laid out how are they going to bounce back from this what do they do Okay, um, I do have a, a formula that I follow when it comes to 
um, dealing with failure. Okay, so the first thing that you need to remember when you meet a certain failure, you need to accept okay, the situation. Okay, you need to accept that. Okay, I failed. I, I went broke. I broke up with the, um, this wonderful guy. You know, because as soon as you accept, that's the first step in um, um, the healing process. If you don't accept the situation, I think um, it would be difficult for you to move on to the next stages. So you need to accept that, okay, it's here, it has happened, I failed, now what will I do? So that's the first step. The second step is actually... Um, it's almost similar to acceptance, but it's more of taking responsibility. Okay? You need to own up to that failure, okay? regardless of um, whether um, it's actually you or if it's um, a partner in a relationship. Okay? Because uh, my belief is that uh, for failed relationships, even if, for example, your boyfriend broke up with you, you still have a part in that. It's a relationship. So you need to accept responsibility for it. When we, uh, when we went broke, um, that's uh, perhaps the most difficult thing for me. I, I wasn't um, really uh, trying to take the responsibility. I was trying to put the blame on um, other people, on my job, on my boss. You know, So you won't be in that situation if you didn't um, make mistakes along the way, maybe some bad decisions or um, yeah, wrong decisions in the uh, you made in the way. So um, you need to take responsibility okay, for what has happened. So acceptance and then taking responsibility. Now um, we talked about forgiveness uh, earlier, so this is where it comes in. Once you have taken responsibility, you have to forgive yourself. You need to say that, okay, I made a mistake. Now, it's time to move on. Okay? It has happened. It's in the past. So, just leave it behind. Okay? You need to forgive yourself and let everything go. So, those are the first steps. And then, once you have forgiven yourself, you need to move forward. Okay? So, how do you move forward? First, you take action. Okay? Now, what uh, worked for me during this time in moving forward is that I started um, practicing gratitude. You have to look for the things that you are thankful for. Because I think um, the problem with uh, most of us is that when we experience failure, we tend to think that, oh, this always happens to me. Why am I always um, in this situation? Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, yeah, actually, there's a lot of people who have who have it worse than you. So, yes. so the gratitude part is really important in the moving forward process. So, if you can start a, a gratitude journal, that'll be great. I keep one also for myself because um, you won't um, realize how lucky you are when you don't see the little things that you are blessed with so mm-hmm. so yeah the gratitude will be um, the next or the first step towards moving forward 
And then um, you have to maintain um, the momentum. So this is where um, the daily practice for um, um, positive reinforcement comes in. So what we talked about earlier, listening to um, the motivational stuff, okay, reading, this will help you maintain that positive mindset. Okay, you have turned things around. Now the next thing to do is to maintain that positive mindset. You have to always be in that mindset for you to be able to um, go towards your goals. Okay. The next thing after mindset change is you have to take action. Okay. So how do you take action? So for example, um, if you went broke, just like myself, you have to look at your finances. Okay, Look at what you have been doing wrong okay, um, during um, that period. And of course, the best practices would always come in. Okay, you don't have to do everything that you did wrong before. So, if you were, um, for example, um, kind of extravagant in terms of, um, for example, you always eat out, you buy things that you don't need. Okay, you have to change that. Okay, you have to um, do the opposite. So, try to save as much money as you can, pay off your debt. Okay. So, for other types of failures, like for example, failed relationships, okay, you need to invest. Okay, um, you don't have to um, blame yourself entirely for it, of course. So, one of the ways to take action is to go out more, okay, um, go out on dates, meet friends, because. The problem with most of us is that when we experience this massive failure, we tend to um, grieve a lot, which is, I, I, I don't really see a problem with the grieving, but you don't have to grieve for <laughs> a very long period right. of time. There's, all, there's always a certain time to grieve, and then there's a time to move forward and yes. okay, forget all of those. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And then um, once you've taken action... You have to stay committed to that action. Okay. Keep yourself in check. This is where um, setting goals uh, comes in handy. So when you set goals, I think we all know the the smart the goal setting. So you need to have uh, have that um, in place. And then um, what uh, I I tell my uh, my um, coaches when it comes to this process, the last thing to do. Um, after all these steps is to enjoy okay? you need to enjoy the process you need to enjoy the moving on process okay? so how do you stay happy how do you stay contented with life yeah, that's because, a good um, question right how, how do you stay content how do you stay happy and also interesting that you pointed out earlier, Noel, is not just uh, staying content where you become complacent and lazy and then you find yourself in another mess, but content where you're, you're happy but you're still active. Yeah, you need to be contented but you don't stop yourself from dreaming big. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with dreaming big as long as uh, it doesn't consume you. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean <laughs> so the, the, the need should always stay as the need and not be transformed into greed because uh, I think mm -hmm. that's where most of us uh, fall into a trap so 
yeah, you need to, to enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of moving on. Enjoy the process of correcting your mistakes. So how do you do that? Make the most of time. Live in the moment. Okay? Don't worry about the future and leave the past behind. I think um, that's a problem with most of us um, in terms of um, overcoming failures that we tend to stay in the past very, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Okay? We can't can right. let it go. And I think one of the other things that you pointed out, Noel, is celebrating small wins. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So important. Exactly. Yep. Um, when it comes to small wins, um, I think um, what we fail to realize when we have a goal is that we're so focused in that goal that, for example, if you, I want to be a millionaire, for example, you want to be a millionaire. So you're so focused on that goal of reaching your one million that you fail to realize that every day there's an improvement. Okay. So when we say small wins, um, it doesn't. Um, you don't. You don't have to focus on the the the, the bigger price. You need to also appreciate the mini improvements that you are undergoing. So just like for for um, a change of mindset, okay, you need to realize that. Um, for example, um, during my my process of uh, transformation. Um, like I said uh, earlier, I used to be so vengeful when it comes to to people um, trying to say bad things about me or judging me. So the next time I encountered that uh, problem, I applied what I what I've been studying. So I I I was surprised that I was able to turn the other cheek and ignore. So mm-hmm. that for me is a small win already. Of course, um, I have a bigger goal, but. Being able to turn the other cheek, for me, is a small win that I will consider because, you know, the small wins will inspire you to move on to the bigger win. Mm -hmm. So you have to appreciate that. Absolutely. And speaking of turning the other cheek, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is the whole concept of dealing with difficult or critical people. So we find ourselves oftentimes when we're in a situation that we have someone in our life that we're interacting, who are, we're interacting with, and they are extremely difficult for whatever reason, <laughs> or uh, or critical. Nothing you do is ever good enough. So, how do you go about interacting with someone like that? Okay, um, you know the our um, what we mentioned earlier about forgiveness. I think um, you need to apply the, the similar, a similar concept. Okay? Uh, for example, um, because I, I've I've had a, um, a thorough experience when it mm-hmm. comes to these difficult people. You know, um, one of the things you need to remember is that if you engage, where, what wherever you look at it, you'll always come out the loser. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you of course you need to stand up for yourself but when it comes to difficult people you, you can you can see it from the from the uh, from the get-go that there are some people who are just out there to hurt you okay nothing you can do will ever be right nothing you say will ever be right so when you meet these kinds of people okay, the best thing to do is just to not engage because you're setting yourself up 
okay um if you engage with this person i mean if you go one-on-one -on -one with him fight the uh, uh what what do you say uh an eye for an eye right tooth for a tooth mm -hmm. so you'll always come out a loser in that situation mm -hmm. so for me if there's someone who's trying to make your life difficult okay you need to stand up for yourself yes but um do it in a way that you don't go down to their level mm -hmm. you can always defend yourself um in, in, a, in a better way um, just like, for example, um, during this um, this uh, political event here in the Philippines, um, there the presidential votes are all campaigning now. Mm -hmm. And what do I see? They're throwing mud at each other, mm -hmm. throwing accusations at each other. I mean, if you just focus on your platform, mm -hmm. wouldn't that be a better option, right? Yes. Instead of um, uh, ruining the other person. So, yes. for me, um, the best uh, thing to do is. Um, yeah, engage them in, in a good manner. Don't go down to their level. When it all comes down to it that they're trying to make your life difficult, just ignore them. I think that's the best way to go. I, I like that. And, and you're right. You know, Whether it's on an individual level, whether it's on the national stage, you're absolutely right. So defending yourself but doing it with tact and integrity. And then if you're still not making inroads and this person is just wanting to be difficult or tear you down disengage and move on and when you say sticking to your platform I think that's true even on an individual level as well so what I say is knowing your character knowing who you are knowing your integrity and standing in that exactly exactly fantastic so let's talk a little bit about what you call knowing your why and I love that you call it that uh, so we're going to talk about finding life purpose and knowing your why um, yeah, when it comes to knowing your why, I think um, I first encountered this, and I, I love it um, so much, um, from Simon Sinek. He was the one who uh, quoted this. Uh, he has a book, uh, Knowing Your Why. And it really, um, I, I really took a lot from it because, you know, um, just like I said earlier, we tend to let life live us. We don't live life. Uh, it, it's supposed to be us living life and not life living us. Yeah, we we let everything pass by. We stay. Uh, we're very passive, we're not active. So, um, knowing your why will um, keep that fire inside you. If you have a goal, that that goal is your why. For example, why am I doing um, all of these? Um, uh, personal development and coaching when in fact I still have a full-time job why am I doing this why am I hustling because I want to help people because I want to spend more time with the family those are my whys so if you stay focused on your why everything you do goes to your why then achieving your dreams achieving your goals wouldn't be as difficult as you see it and that's the most important. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to focus all your energy, everything you do, towards that why. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I want you to expand on this a little bit as well, Noel, uh, on finding fulfillment. But I would gather that knowing your why is a big part of that fulfillment in, in being fulfilled. Yes, of course, of course. Because um, the first thing is that if you don't know your why, 
just like um, Zig Ziglar said, you can always hit your target if you don't have one. So, <laughs> so you know, if you, you need to have a target, and that that's your why. So, um, the path towards fulfillment, because we each have our own definition of success and fulfillment. Okay? For some of us, it's it's um, traveling around the world. For some of us, it's as simple as spending more time with the family. So you need to 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 gather your thought and focus on that why of yours. And then if that why of yours is achieved definitely there will be fulfillment. So if you if you um just focus on that 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 why um everything goes full circle. I think the problem is that um we tend to just go through our day, work hard, do everything, spend 12 hours. But if I ask, uh, if I ask you or if I ask uh, um, one of my uh, students, what are you doing all of these for? I get a long pause. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it sometimes it's just recognizing, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. Actually, that, that's what, that's, usually my first question when I have a client mm-hmm. what do you really want exactly it, it's what I ask my uh, students or people who come to me for readings I ask them get centered and ask yourself your higher self what is your core desire because everything yep. comes from the core desire you know the, the question is very simple but it's really hard to answer <laughs> right, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly because you may think you know but if you really start digging in, you, you may find, hmm, I, I need to define that a lot better. Now, let's talk about, for a moment, role models and mentors and why they're so important. Because another thing I find that people do is they may make a few steps forward or they may, may uh, come back from failure and they may be feeling, oh, I'm pretty good, I'm coasting through life, things are good. And then they sort of, stagnate and I think that's because sometimes not all the time but sometimes people don't continue to seek out mentors or people to um, guide them yes definitely um, this is the part where I remember I always remember um, one of uh, Jim Rohn's um, this is one of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes you are the average of the five people you spend time with yes so that's how important the um, mentors are. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for, for myself, you know, um, this is what um, people are um, sometimes confused about. You know, I, I want to get a mentor, but I don't really have uh, the money for it. I want to get a mentor, but I, I don't have someone available here. Well, you don't have to actually have that specific mentor Um who will be one-on-one with you every time. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Just like for me, I, I have several mentors. Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, uh, Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Of course, those are, um, shall we call, thought leaders mm-hmm. that uh, we, we seek uh, their guidance for, their teachings. But um, if you can, it, it really is um, a big help to invest in a coach or a uh, yeah, a mentor or a coach because you need to, to have that someone who will always keep you in check. Just mm-hmm. like you mentioned, 
um, we tend to stagnate. We tend to okay. So I, I've done this. I, I I've um, I've conquered my failure. I'm okay. And then one or two years uh, after, you're back to the same situation. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. How did that but, happen? <laughs> yeah. Because no one's keeping you in check. No right. one's telling you um, what's wrong, or not, no one's telling you that hey. I think you're you're being complacent. Yes. So you need to have that you need to have that person who will always be there to keep you in check and um, you know um, tap you in the back and tell you that hey you need to take more action because I think you're laying low. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, that's very important um, to have a mentor. I do have mentors of my own also. So um, they also keep me in check because. Um, you know, when, when we when we conquer our failures and um, we uh, capitalize on our mistakes, we tend to get arrogant, you know? We tend to get, oh, I, I know everything. Right. right. I, I know how to handle this. But um, when we make a mistake again, that's when we realize, okay, I didn't know everything. So I need exactly. to get that coaching from my mentor. Exactly. Let's talk about, Noel, some of the misconceptions about life and success. Okay. Um, yeah. When it comes to life and success, I think there, there's a lot of um, misconceptions, particularly when it comes to success. Um, first off, when it comes to success, um, I think uh, my, my first question would be, at this point, do you consider yourself to be a success? So that's what I always ask mm-hmm. because we have different definitions of success. Okay? For some people, it's, it's, it's money. For some people, it's family. For some people, it's power. Mm-hmm. So you may not be rich, but you can still be successful. Okay? So that really depends on your definition. Now, um, one of the misconceptions is that uh, we tend to think that success is supposed to be an end. It's supposed to be a result. When in fact, it's not really an end or a result. It's, it's a process. So it's not, it's not uh, supposed to be, if I achieve this thing, then I'll be successful. No, it's a continuous process. You may achieve one of your goals, but you are still in the process. Um, I think the best um, the best um, definition of success that I uh, ever came across was uh, that of uh, John Maxwell's book, um, The Success Journey. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but um, The Success Journey compares um, success to like um, a road trip. Okay. So... The comparisons are, are really striking because, for example, um, he said in the book that um, when you travel or when you're in a road trip, you need to have someone with you. You can't, um, I mean, you, it, it says there that it would be difficult for you to reach your destination okay, without the help of someone. So just like in life, uh, we were talking about mentors earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay? would be difficult if uh, you don't have a mentor to guide you okay? and we all need that buddy you know when we are in a long road trip okay it, it gets boring mm-hmm. it, it, and um, you tend to get lost if you're alone so yeah that's one of the things and then 
um, apart from the definition of success, um, when it comes to life, um, probably the the best uh, misconception that I that I've uh, ever come across with is that it says that um, uh, what do you call this? That uh, life is fair or unfair. For me, um, life is actually both. It, it's not really, it's not really a matter of being fair and unfair. Again, it depends on the mindset. Life is unfair if you are in a uh, difficult situation. But then again, life is not unfair because we're all dealt with our own cards. It really just depends on how you play those cards. Very true. Very true. And, and you are absolutely right. It's not only how you define success, but how you define failure and how you define what's fair and not fair, You're, the way you look at it. So a lot of people would say, I don't know if you agree, Noel, but a lot of people would say, well, a failure is just an opportunity for you to reassess where you are, what you need to change, and how to move forward. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, uh, I guess... When it comes to our uh, view of life, failure, and success, that really depends on what mindset you are in. Because mm-hmm. if you are in a negative mindset, okay, you will find that life is unfair. Mm-hmm. You will find that failure is um, the worst situation you could be in. Mm-hmm. You will find that success is not an easy um, thing to accomplish. But mm-hmm. if you are on the right and positive mindset, then it, it's it's a whole 360 turn so like for you life is beautiful life Mm -hmm. is fair we've been dealt with the same cards failure is an opportunity like you said it's a stepping stone and actually failure is part of success Uh, which is uh, i believe it um uh, honestly believe it now because you won't reach success if you haven't experienced failure, it's true. You, won't, you, won't, you won't know the, the feeling of success without mm-hmm. going through failure. And I don't think you can actually really grow or evolve beyond a certain point without failure. You'll, you'll um, I don't know, sort of be taking the easy way out, so to speak. Exactly, yeah. And um, that's what we need to, to uh, change in our mindsets. Because uh, I think um, most people still nowadays look at failure as this really cataclysmic bad situation. Mm-hmm. Where in fact, um, if you experience failure, okay, you just need to, to take that as a challenge. You, know? mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you don't make that same mistake again. I mean, uh, I, I read somewhere uh, that, uh, you know, Warren Buffett, so Warren Buffett, um, one of the richest men uh, in the entire world, one of their requirements when he hires um, an employee is that one of the questions asked is that if this candidate ever experienced failure, if you haven't, then you may not get the job. Because, yeah, I think uh, the experience is uh, what they're after there. Because I think um, experiencing failure in life should make us stronger. It, it shouldn't um, pull us down. It's the opposite. Agreed. It should uh, should make us stronger. It should um, cultivate um, grit and uh, resilience uh, within us. 
uh, that's most important. So I'm not saying that oh I want to fail. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wish for failure. But if it ever comes in your way, and you do experience it, just be thankful. Yes. Because you're building muscle. Well, that's just it. Now, there's one uh, sort of distinction that I'd like to get your opinion on. I read something really interesting the other day, and uh, I can't remember the exact quote off the top of my head. Uh, But I want to talk about the difference between failure versus recognizing that it's okay to quit sometimes and change course. So a lot of times when people set goals, they think, well, I have to absolutely do everything within my power to reach that goal. And if I don't, then I'm a failure. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think sometimes when you set a goal, you may start along the path and then learn some things along the way and figure out, well, maybe that's not really what I'm supposed to be doing after all. Exactly. I I totally agree. Um, What your assessment is correct, Angela. Because, um, you know, life is like a game. You play the game, you win some, you lose some. And sometimes um, I, I do understand that it's difficult for some of us to accept defeat. Mm-hmm. But we know that it's inevitable. We know that it will happen. Um, um, it, there will come a time that um, we have to face defeat. Now, I think um, the difference lies in that um, when you quit, because we said earlier, the only time that you fail is when you quit. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it, it's a entirely different when you recognize that this um, this something that I'm doing right now is not for me. I think mm-hmm. um, I, I still consider that failure, but mm-hmm. I think it's it's um, it's more of um, accepting defeat mm-hmm. uh, from from yourself because you know uh, why try something um, nonstop when you don't see any growth when you don't right. see any development. I think. Uh, it's just being honest with yourself. That, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I can't do this. I think I'm not improving in this, so I need to move to another phase. Exactly. So, And I, I found a couple quotes, actually, around this that I was uh, referring to that I was thinking about. It's really interesting. So there's um, a marketing guru named Seth Godin, and mm. he said, uh, winners quit all the time. They just quit the right stuff at the right time, which I thought was it was an eye-opener for me because I've sort of been one of those people that says, oh, well, once you commit to something, it's all in, you know, you have to, and if you, if <laughs> yeah. you right, and if you don't make it, it's because you're a yeah. failure. Well, I, that was really helpful for me to come across this. And and then along that same line, um, Kathleen uh, Vos, she's a professor of marketing at the University of Minnesota, and she says, uh, if you're pursuing a goal that is constantly frustrating you will actually be less successful in goal attainment in other areas of life. So I thought that was interesting as well. So in other words, sometimes not quitting can be more harmful and hold you back more than just saying, ah, you know what, I need to reassess and, and yes. maybe do something different. Exactly. I definitely agree with the, uh, that quote. Because um, I think uh, the misconception comes in that um, when we 
when we define failure as um, you only fail when you quit, we tend to push ourselves ourselves to this particular goal, and we tend to say to ourselves that if I quit this, it's like failing. But actually, if you look at it, it's not really failing because you recognize the risk, you recognize what's good for you, mm-hmm. you recognize what makes you happy. So uh, I don't see any problem with quitting as long as you can see that it's not really going anywhere and you're mm-hmm. not benefiting from it. I think right. um, it's just being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And but, I, think, um, uh, I think what you meant, Noel, when you said um, we only fail when we quit, what I, what I took from that, the way you meant it was um, – more just giving up altogether and not trying anything and I, I just give up and I'm just going to lay here and give in to life and and I think that's more like um, quitting on life not not quitting something that you realize isn't really good for you but just quitting on life yeah the difference uh, lies in that um, when we say you only fail when you quit I think that's applicable for people who for example tries a business venture for example mm-hmm. And then at the first sight or the first experience of failing, quits immediately. I think right. that's that's what it is. But mm-hmm. if you tried and tried, you failed and failed, and then it's not working out, then I think it, it's safe to say that um, you're just being honest with yourself and saying that maybe this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just move on to the next stage. Right. So, yeah. So uh, that brings us to some practical tips to make better decisions. Okay, yep. Um, when it comes to making better decisions, um, yeah, I think um, this, is, um, this is the one that contrib- contributes to um, failure and success, making better decisions. Now, um, my first advice when it comes to making decisions is that before you do one, okay, you need to be in a neutral place. When, when I say a neutral place, you, you have to be as... Um, your, your mind needs to be as empty and silent as possible okay? because you need to be objective first when, before you make that decision. Mm-hmm. The problem is that most of us, the, the common mistakes we do is that we make the bigger decisions and the critical decisions in our most emotional state, which is, my God, <laughs> the worst time. Right. <laughs> That's right. the worst time. So, so true. you need to be... You need to be in a neutral place. Okay, you try to empty your mind before making that decision. Be uh, just relax and think about it. Think of the repercussions. Think of um, the benefits. Think of the people that it will impact, and then you make that decision. It's it's just um, it's difficult to make decisions when it comes to um, like like I said earlier. You have to not be too emotional mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be at the top of your uh, anger okay? mm-hmm. because that's that's most of the time um, as ill-advised as possible most of the time we do our decisions there make our decisions there and right. um, we en- end up regretting it yes so, yeah you need to be in a neutral place very good and then um, uh, another tip uh, when it comes to making decisions is that um, think about it Think about it um, ten times, even a hundred times, especially if it's really critical. Mm-hmm. 
because um, if it's a matter of life and death, for example, you can't make your decision in a whim just because you thought, oh, I, I think this would be good. Think about it more times. It, then you can okay? weigh all the weigh all the disadvantages and the advantages that um, it will um, give you. Because um, you know when when we make uh, these critical decisions, most of them doesn't have uh, a rollback. You know, right. <laughs> they don't have a, a back out. <laughs> it's right. it's final. So mm-hmm. you need to really be uh, careful. You need to be really be vigilant in, in making uh, those decisions. If you have um, more than one or more than two options, it makes it more difficult, right? So, mm-hmm. it, if you only have two options, it's easier to decide. But if you have several options to consider, then you really need to think about it. Fantastic. Now, you have, Noel, you have a free ebook called Life's How You Live It. Tell us a bit about the ebook and how people can get a copy of that for themselves. Yes, um, yeah, the Life's How You Live It ebook is actually a, a compilation of um, 20 of my best posts. Um, uh, I think for the first year uh, of my blogging, I, I compiled that so that um, you'd have uh, um, uh, an offline copy that you can read while um, you're in commute or when, you, yeah, when you're um, about to sleep at night. So, yeah, you can get the ebook by um, subscribing to the blog. Okay, you can download it for free. Okay, once you have subscribed. Excellent. And for those of uh, uh, the listeners out there who really resonated with your message, who would like to get to know you better and what you have to offer as far as coaching, and uh, maybe just read your blog and and get some information, how do they reach out to you? How do they find you? Okay. Um, yes. Uh, you can find the blog at uh, lifeshowyoulivit.com. And um, you can um, uh, contact me through um, uh, my email, noel underscore rosos at lifeshowyoulivit.com. You can also um, catch me on Facebook, um, my personal account, Noel Rosos, or you can also visit the Life's How You Live It page, okay? uh, aptly named Life's How You Live It. <laughs> and uh, you can also um, follow me on Twitter, uh, at Noel Rosos. It's uh, all over case. Fantastic. Well, Noel, I want to thank you again so much for taking time to chat with us this evening. It's actually morning where you are, but <laughs> yeah. evening, <laughs> yes. where, evening where I am. So, again, I just want to thank you for being with us and sharing your knowledge, your insight. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and, and I just really appreciate your time and, and being here. Thank you very much, Angela, for the opportunity and uh, for letting me uh, share uh, my knowledge uh, to your audience. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And Transpersonal Radio listeners, if you would go visit the website for Noel Rosos and check out what he's doing over there, you can also download the free ebook called Life is How You Live It. And uh, check it out. There's a, there are a lot of great postings there, a lot of great insight, a lot of great advice. Get to know Noel a little bit better. You can reach out to him on Twitter, on Facebook, his website, and uh, check out his coaching packages as well. He offers uh, several different options for coaching if you would like some more uh, guidance on getting your life on track and coming back from failures. And I will make sure to include those links in the show notes on the transpersonalradio.com website so you can link from there. As always, thank you for listening, and until next week, 
Thank you. Thank you for listening to Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future future topic or be a guest, guest visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619-800-6057 or, or like our page, facebook.com slash transpersonalradio.